0: This is Carte Blanche, the podcast, one story every day that matters. Delve into the issues that impact you, whether you're in need of a better understanding of the world around you or simply seeking inspiration or unique perspectives. You'll find it all here. We've lost count of the number of times we've said if it sounds too good to be true, then it probably is. But as criminal syndicates become increasingly sophisticated, it's often hard to spot the red flags. And that's especially true of people desperate to improve their lives. So much so that even if they spot those
1: red flags, they often tend to ignore them. If you can invest 500,000, you will have 1.7 million rand within two weeks. Two weeks? Two weeks.
0: This offer was made to pensioner Anna Paula Vegas late last year. It's set in motion an extraordinary sequence of intimidation, manipulation, and verbal abuse by a ruthless online syndicate hell-bent on emptying her bank account. And our investigation of this heartless crime would eventually lead us to a member of the syndicate, a rare face-to-face encounter in a usually faceless scam. Anna's ordeal began with a series of unusual WhatsApp messages. While reading them, a mysterious website for a crypto investment company called Falcon Exchange appeared, promising massive investment returns. Anna was enticed, filling in an online form asking for her contact details. At around midnight, her phone rang. A man calling himself Kelvin, claiming to be the CEO of Falcon Exchange, said he could make Anna a very rich woman. Didn't it sound suspicious?
1: It did sound suspicious, and I I questioned. I said, oh, we we spoke. We spoke on the phone uh, for over an hour, uh, longer than an hour, and, uh, you know, I actually thought that Kelvin was an honest person.
0: But far from honest, Kelvin was a smooth-talking swindler and Anna the ideal target. Elderly, not tech-savvy, and because of a debilitating condition, vulnerable too.
1: I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and I went on disability pension.
0: The condition not only impacts her physically, but also affects her cognitive abilities.
1: I am don't remember very well and sometimes, you know, my words that I want to get out uh, don't normally come out as easy as I want. At the time
0: of Kelvin's call, Anna had just sold a modest property. It was her nest egg to cover ever-increasing medical bills. Small wonder Kelvin's late night promises of huge and almost immediate returns sounded so enticing. Anna transferred 71,000 rands. 71,000 invested. That's right. But that would not end Anna's ordeal. The fraudsters with Calvin at the helm came back for more. It was like a circling of sharks and eventually Anna got help from two intrepid attorneys. Gabriela Narotsky and Michaela Maho, who combed through the evidence. Shortly after her first payment, Anna had received a screenshot of a crypto wallet in her name. It was Cleverly designed to make her believe she was onto something big. On the left-hand corner, there was a mining deposit of 71,000. And there was profits which showed
1: that she had one million and ten thousand Rand.
0: An incredible return within a single day. We asked Peter Fryer, a digital forensics expert, to look into the company. His verdict, no such company has ever existed. It is nothing more than an anonymous facade and it's impossible to trace the website's owners. What we did manage to determine is that uh, the website is using a virtual address based in Iceland. I do believe that the the scammers involved in this particular scam are an international crime syndicate um, working outside of the borders of South Africa. So the screenshot Anna received was fake. No real wallet and no real profits. Everything was a lie. Anna was the latest in a long line of phishing scam casualties. According to the cybersecurity provider, Surfshark, South Africa ranks sixth on a list of global cybercrime victims. And phishing, how the banks classified Anna's case, continues to be the most common. Most victims are 60 or older. And in Anna's case, the fraudsters clearly knew they'd stumbled upon the ideal victim. Kelvin messaged her day and night, creating a sense of urgency, pressing her to pay over more money.
1: If you don't act now, you will lose out on this opportunity. This is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Make these decisions now, without really stopping to think and rationalise what you're doing. I have reams of correspondence here um, where they were messaging her at, um, you know, almost one in the morning, saying, "Why are you asleep? Wake up! Wake up! Make this transaction. Make a payment now. Now's the time." Um, and that really, I think, uh, reels the victim in and and makes them make decisions that I don't think they would necessarily normally do.
0: The relentless intimidation worked after a few days of bare-faced harassment Allah was coerced into paying over another 400,000 rands. And to keep her pliant, another fake wallet statement followed, this time showing 5.6 million rands in profits. And the vulnerable believe this
1: the vulnerable believe it because a lady at that age or or someone around their 50s or 60s who aren't tech savvy immediately fall victim
0: to these scams. Then when Anna tried withdrawing some of the alleged profits, the scammers first demanded 65,000 rands for all manner of fake charges, including lost login details and a so-called signal fee by now, Anna had already paid more than 500,000 rands to the scammers without a single payout in return. Finally realizing she'd been scammed, she went to the police and Standard Bank and approached Gabriella and Michaela for help. With the assistance of all the banks involved, several suspect accounts were frozen and the lawyers painstakingly pieced together the money trail.
1: Monies were paid from and a Standard Bank account, and went into another Standard Bank account, and then that money moved to Capitec, to f and then from f to Time Bank, to Capitec, to Standard Bank. It just continually would move until such point that you just can't track it anymore, or the monies have just been withdrawn.
0: Prior says this is how syndicates launder the money. They often have dozens of accounts, all in other people's names. It's very common, it's typically a scenario that you'd refer to as an e-mule where an individual has been paid to open a legitimate bank account using their own FICA uh, documentation and then once that bank account has been opened they hand over the bank card um, with its pin um, to the uh, syndicate members. This enables them to quickly move illicit funds around and to withdraw cash at ATMs. To their surprise, Gabrielle and Michaela found that not all the fraudulent accounts had been emptied. They then filed an urgent application in the Gauteng North High Court to freeze the various accounts and have what was left of them repaid to Mrs. Vegas. They were able to recover a little over 100,000 rands. But who are these heartless scammers? When we looked at her WhatsApp records and the various bank accounts used to siphon off the money, we identified at least five role players who are part of the scam. All five of these mystery individuals had contacted Anna at some stage, and we had their numbers. We tried calling them, but unsurprisingly, four of them had been disconnected. Then came the fifth, belonging to Amusa Lamini to whom Anna had made most of her payments. No. Hi, is that Musa. Yes. Yeah. Musa Tlamini, how are you? It's Derek Watts here from Card Blanche. Uh, we'd like to talk about your involvement in an alleged scam involving Anna Vegas.
1: No problem. No problem. No
0: problem. We arranged a meeting. Well, thanks for coming all the way from Lens to speak to us. Oh, thank you. I want my name to be cleared. I'm not a criminal. Far from a cybercrime linchpin, Musa claimed to be another of the syndicate's unsuspecting victims. His only crime? Believing in something too good to be true. I was trying
1: to look for something to generate more income
0: for myself, to help myself and help my family. So I went on Facebook, went on Instagram, typing in the search, how to make online money. I got recruited by these Falcon people and like, listen, we just need your services. What were your services? They'll send money through my account and I will just disperse the money. That is the key, they wanted to use your account? Yes. What would you get in return? I will get a percentage. According to Musa, he only discovered his role in the scam when his bank account was frozen after Anna reported the fraud. Did you know that Mrs. Vegas was elderly and uh, needed money to pay medical bills? No, I had no idea. I'm not, I was not permitted to know the details of the clients. Musa claims he never received a cent of what he was promised and that the people who recruited him have now vanished. With one scammer's identity known, we approached the police for an update on Anna's case. Their only comment was to confirm that the investigation was still ongoing. While acknowledging that she was fortunate to get even some of her money back, the saga has left Anna devastated both emotionally and financially. Really, you've lost half a million. That's right. How's that affected you?
1: Affected me very badly. I'm living out of my uh, old age uh, pension, that's all.
0: Scamsters are always on the hunt for new targets, and unfortunately, it doesn't get any easier than the aged and vulnerable. Just remember, if you don't understand what you're investing in, don't hand over your money. Remember, you can now access carte blanche stories anytime, anywhere, even offline. Carte Blanche, the podcast, is now available on all major podcast platforms. So be sure to hit that follow or subscribe button and be part of our growing online family.